not last, it's not surpassed. It used to be a newspaper. The Bug Podcast, not outclassed, ones on mass. Get it on Manchester right at the end of the game. The Bug Podcast. My name's Mark Isles, and I'm the Chief Football Writer of the Bolton News. This is your second helping this week, so grab a spoon and let's get to Wembley. Wanderers are on their way to the Papa John's Trophy final, and of course, the Bolton News is going to be there to cover every single second of it. I'll be live from Wembley on Saturday evening with a special video stream, letting you guys know exactly what you're in for. In fact, I might even nip into one of those Bolton pubs and suss out some of the beverages. Then, from 9am Sunday morning, we'll be starting our live blog from outside the stadium. We'll be talking to the fans as they come off the coaches, getting in the matchday mood for the final. At 2pm, I'll be bringing you another live stream across Twitter and Facebook with the T-News. And, of course, we'll have matchday live with all the action as it happens on theboltonnews.co.uk. If you want access to all our coverage this weekend, including a 16-page pullout for the final with exclusive interviews, then simply go to theboltonnews.co.uk backslash subscribe and you get your first month for just a quid. You can't say fairer than that. And the ball swung across the... Breakaway, the two in the corner kick well, and really I must say how good to Tuka Super goal now. Chandler went to the cross, flicked on the two. Julian Darby, Darby turns and it's yes, yes, Julian Darby, what a super goal. Torquay one, Walton Wanderers one. Julian Darby flashes home an unstoppable shot there from some 15 yards out. And really, Kenny Allen knew little or nothing about that one. And really, what a cracking match here. Young jewels, as they call them at Burning Park. He'll re- remember that one as long as he lives. Twenty-nine minutes gone. I just look at the Bolton fans, ecstatic, wild with delight over there. Just look at the flags waving and singing, "Wanderers, Wanderers, we've all come down to Wembley." I just look at it, brilliant. Phil Brown running at the Torquay defence, plays a good ball deep into the box. Oh dear, what a good header, what a superb header there. And a good cross played in by Phil Brown. And really the Torquay keeper, completely stranded, knew nothing about it. Big Mark Winstanley, and some class him in the Alan Anson mould. A similar style of player to Big Alan Anson. Now that's a tribute to the Bolton youngster. Oh, superb ball to uh, Cowdrill, and Cowdrill hammers it in, first time it comes to Big Trap, now JT, JT lays it off to Chandler, Chandler fires a shot in, it's there, yes, ball to Turkey 1, Jeff Chandler, the ball taking a deflection on its way to ball, uh, a good turn of speed there by Barry Cowdrill, and a delightful little ball played in, and then a shot from uh, Jeff Chandler taking the deflection into the back of the Torquay net. Bolton 2, Torquay United 1. And just listen to the roars of delight from this large Bolton following. (laughs) 
Tarkey on a good attack here. It's a good raid this from Tarkey. And it's not up. Oh, two points there from Dave Falgate. Unlucky there, Tarkey. And it's too deep and the ball goes behind. But the Bolton fans singing, walk on, walk on, walk on with open your arms. Just look at that. What a fantastic sight. All the flags, all the banners. It's still Tarkey. Tarkey having a rally here. Really having a surge. Oh, a superb save by Falgate. What a cracking effort there. The Chandler. Oh, a good ball for Crombie, it's Dean Crombie, well clear here, Dean Crombie. Yes! Ball three, Turkey one. What a brilliant goal by Dino Crombie. Number five, Dino. Brilliant, superb. Good running there from the big number five. It's not often you get a centre-half scoring. Ball three, Turkey one. With about ten minutes left to play. But Ball really playing a storm of the really... I'm really, really proud. They've really played brilliant in this off, making sunlight. All credit to Torquay. Just at the point when we equalised, when we uh, scored our third goal, rather. Torquay were coming back into it well and really putting the ball defence under some pressure. And we withstood that and then broke out in real, true, continental fashion with the big central defender, as they call them on the continent, breaking forward and took it like a true centre forward. What a cracking goal. Phil Brown now storming forward. The ball played through for Stuart Storer and just watch Storer go for it. He's got it. It's JT. Yes! Sumo! Sumo! What a great goal! Big Trevor Morgan. Ball four. Torquay one. Brilliant! Superb! Stuart Storer, I've just been saying about his pace. He's only just come Stuart Storer, he's only just come on the field. Uh, he got down to the byline and crossed it to Sumo. Big Sumo Yes, brilliant, he deserved it. What about Stuart Storer? Brilliant. Stuart Storer with his first touchdown, absolutely super. A true uh, a real first-class substitution, then. Yeah, I think uh, Torquay defence is getting a bit tired, and Stuart Storer, new legs come on, got past him, no trouble. At this moment in time, we're looking like a second division side. Oh, yeah, well, next season, you never know. Right, it's Bolton Town Centre on Monday, you're not going to be able to get in it. Oh, no, the chaos. So get there early. Anybody going down into Bolton Town Centre on Monday? The answer is get down early. Just look at up. You'll never walk alone. What a brilliant sight. Walk on. Phil Neal must be a really proud man tonight. What a third it is. Ball four, Torquay won. The Sherpa Van Trophy goes back to Burning Park. Absolutely superb. Well done, everybody. Brilliant. Right, let's get in the final mood and talk some numbers. 19, Bolton Wanderers are the top scorers in the Papa John's Trophy this term, racking up a total of 19 goals in seven matches. 467. That's how many minutes defender Owen Toll has clocked up, and that's the most in Bolton Wanderers' squad. 7. 20-year-old Connor Carty marked his Bolton debut with a stoppage time equaliser against Tranmere just seven minutes after coming onto the pitch. Four. The Whites have kept four clean sheets in the season's campaign more than any other side. 27. Ian Everett has fielded 27 different players during Bolton's journey to the final. If you want some fun games on the coach on the way down there, try naming them. Eight. That's how many different goal scorers have contributed to Bolton's path to Wembley. 34. Bolton Wanderers last won the EFL Trophy, or the Sherpa Van Trophy, 
uh, 34 years ago, and that's when they defeated Torquay United 4-1 at Wembley. 2,625. That's how many Bolton fans travelled to the Wham Stadium to watch Wanderers beat Accrington in the semi-final. 12. It's been 12 years since that game against Stoke. That's the last I want to mention bit. 7 again. Josh Sheehan is the only Bolton player to have appeared in every game of this season's Papa John's Trophy. Six starts, one off the bench. Coming up on this very special episode, we speak to the former Bolton Wanderers captain and England international, Kevin Davis, on the good Wembley times and the bad Wembley times. We chat to Bolton superfan and unbeaten professional boxer, Alex Murphy, on the worst grounds he's ever visited. And we hear from Chris and Derek from Bolton FM on what it's been like to serve up live games for you folks over the last couple of seasons. And now, time to introduce someone who is so excited about the Football League trophy that he's staggering his trip down to Wembley so he can ride in a Freight Rover, a Leyland Daff, an LDV and a Sherpa van. All of this whilst watching out of his auto windscreen, sussing out a plumber on Checker Trade, eating some Papa John's pizza and doing a self-portrait with some Johnson's paint and drinking out of an auto glass, probably. By the way... His name is Henry Hewitt. Oh, and you uh, you also rented those vans from leasing.com. <laughs> yes. Yes, Matt. Yes. I'm, uh, yeah. All those Whatever things. You do. All those things. Um, uh, they have been. There's been some, uh, it, there's been some ropey names for this competition down the Like, my, my first experience of it was at the back end of auto windscreen and LDV vans. It'll always be the LDV vans to me. I, I still get a little buzz when I see some Johnson's paint, I have to say. Um, yeah, but we were we were we ever in it? Oh, we might have been in it one year for Johnson's pick because they yeah. were. Well, I, the first time I'd ever seen us in it was when we went down to League One, and that was twenty thirteen, fourteen, was it fifteen? So yeah, yeah, it was. It, I remember it was the year that uh, Bolton drew Cheltenham Town away in the northern half of the draw. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that, that northern that... powerhouse. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so yes, uh, I mean I, I'd obviously covered Berry and Macclesfield Town before that, so I got I got the full gamut. I've done the full lot, mate. Um, right, it's not just a two-handed boat this time. We've got a third, and I'm going to give him his big build-up. He's been up all night crocheting the word Normid onto a white T-shirt to save himself some money for a match day program. It's Chris Dawson. Chris, how you doing? Mark, I'm well. Sorry, just hang on a minute. I'm just putting a. A puncture repair kit on me, Norpig. I won't be sick. <laughs> yes, Norpigs. Isn't it a shame they never managed to bring them back? Gutted, gutted. It's a big, it's a big letdown. Pardon the pun for this this weekend. I'm afraid, but uh, I'm sure we'll find uh, other plus points. We well, hope. I have been. Uh, we're we're recording this podcast back to back with our first half. So we've. We've discussed with Henry his kind of his whether he's feeling positive, and as ever, Henry's been been positive. What's where's your head at at the minute? Do you think they're going to bring home the bring home the bacon? Sorry, Norpig. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, you know what? I'm I'm absolutely indifferent, and that's really put a damper on things. And I'm really sorry, but I love off, I, off. I would I would love it if we could bring it home uh, the dub. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know. And I, and I think about the, the games that we've had against Plymouth and the fact that we haven't scored against them. And I know it's a one-off cup 
cup game, etc. But I'm just really nervous, Mark. Mm. Really, really nervous about the outcome. I'd love to see Santos raise that beautiful trophy. But um, I, can't, I, just, I can't call it. I just really, really can't call it one way or other. Tough one. Really tough. It, it will be. I mean, it, look, I mean, Plymouth aren't top of the league for absolutely nothing. And do you know what? Let's let's drill into a bit of Plymouth. Let's drill into a bit of Plymouth. Because, you know, Henry, you, you like your, your tactical detail and, uh, and you know, talking about formations and presses uh, oh, yeah. and that. You know, it's very much in, in your wheelhouse, isn't it? Um I've done a bit of I've done a bit of prep for this podcast. Plymouth set themselves up in a very similar shape to Bolton. They play three at the black. They play two wing backs. Um, there may be a couple of bit of changes in personnel because they've had James Bolton get injured. So Dan Scar will probably come back in a centre half. Um, big lad, maybe not as mobile, by the way. Um, and then they play the two wide men up front rather than playing two that Bolton play. It'll be a Dion Charles plus a another. They play Ryan Hardy with two more attacking midfielders behind them. So one of them will be Danny Mayer. You can almost guarantee that. Mm. The other one could be Biazaz. It could be, you know, any combination. So really, they're very similar game plans. They're going to be similar game plans. And they've, they've pretty much cancelled each other out in both the games this season. Albeit, over, over at Home Park, Plymouth kind of nudged it. And I watched that one from uh, my, my phone screen in Mexico. Henry, do you what what do you what do you reckon? I mean, how can Bolton improve upon those two performances? Is it just about taking chances? You reckon? Yeah, I think so. And I think uh, you know, remembering that game at home part, we should have got a, at least a draw in that game because the rest of the game it was Bolton who had the big chances mm. and they scored. I think it was a Santos mistake in the first half, and then the the hit was on the break in the second half, but. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, and then the second game, we again they had a chance played off the line, but we were all over them. So I think that's the only thing. I think we've had it's been fine margins, and I said on part one that we over them one. So uh, hope it can be this weekend. I mean, I I don't, I, I to be honest, I don't, I couldn't name you more than six of their players to be honest, and that's nothing against. <laughs> that's a very Bolton view. That is. Yeah, but um, so I can't go into detail like you you are on uh, your formations and who I've heard of Ryan Hardy, so I know he's a threat and that Aziz um, and Danny Mayer played at Berry, didn't he? So yeah, you know I know of, of them and I know they can be dangerous and like you said, they're top of the league for a reason. But uh, yeah, I'll probably leave the the tactical now to to you and Chris on this one. One one argument that has got nothing to do with tactics, which I will let, I'll bring Chris in on. Uh, it's the argument about tickets and the idea that uh, you know Plymouth somehow fudged thirty eight thousand or that because they definitely did because they definitely did. I, I had a look. Can I just say I had a look at their average attendances. I'm not sad because I was like, where are they getting thirty eight thousand from? Because they're all Man United fans down there, and uh, for every one at, of them, they're all you can't move for them. Their average attendances two years ago were about. They were getting 10 if they were lucky. So where's 38,000 come from? Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. I just think you embrace it. It doesn't matter. There's definitely 34,000 bolts. Do you you care, Chris? Do you care about the numbers here? Because we we seem to obsess over them. No, not one jot. Um, It is is right, though. It's it's bizarre how it's happened. And, And I think yesterday that was kind of underlined by the fact that Plymouth announced that they would be taking 20 coaches 
<laughs> compared to our 17. Now, I don't, I don't know if there's a, it was a tunnel that leads from Devon directly into, uh, onto Wembley Way or something. I don't know, but I found that utterly bizarre. And also the fact that I think that the, 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 the misconception is that the spike in ticket sales came because they had, what was it, six? Mm. Up to up to six per season ticket holder, but but if you if you cash your mind back, ticket levels, ticket sales levels were running on a par with each other at that point. So there's yeah. been this this huge spike, and you just got to give them credit. I think um, it's it, you know it, it bodes for a, a tremendous atmosphere. I remember my first Wembley visit, which was in the same trophy when it was a Sherpa van when we lost against Bristol City. Freight Rover. Freight Rover. Yeah. Sorry, got it the wrong way around. Um, but there were huge gaps at Old Wembley in terms of supporters. Was it? And there was what thirty thousand at the final last season. Granted, yeah. it was sudden. Um, so I think I just think it sets itself up with the corporates and the the neutral tickets and and what have you for what eighty four thousand. It's it's just it gives you know it's a great advert for for the competition and you know we're at the center of it with Plymouth so I think it's fantastic so no I'm not for this whole you know we've sold more than you you know debates um no I don't buy into that at all bottom I line I, I, I'm backing Bolton fans to be loud because there, as, as a way following they've done terrifically well and that's not me being partisan they they sound great when they're on song and yes if you magnify that by what will it be? 10, you know, than what they, they normally take away from home. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great, great sound at Wembley. Um, Definitely. Henry, where, when, when is, what's, what song are we starting with? What, what are you going to be leading the chants with? Um, you know what I miss, right? And uh, Chris may remember this, is that, like, but Bolton fans, where, certain away games, used to, they used to chant for, you know when the players used to come out the tunnel and line up? They'd do a chant for every single player. And just go through the team, <laughs> and I miss that. So let's start with Trafford, the one about him having, um, you know, uh, yeah. a, a large, you know, yeah. Um, but uh, and then let's, yeah, and let's end mm. with Dion Charles, and let's go through the whole team. I, I'm I'm well up for that. I'm <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm trying to trying to scam a yeah. Uh, there is a deck, John. One isn't there? There's a bit of deck, John. Mm-hmm. Um, there is. Yeah. I've not heard anything for Johnson yet, have I? I, I uh, think yeah. when there wasn't, it wasn't a chant. They just think there's only one. Oh, <laughs> there's only, no, there's no, only no. He hates Wigan, doesn't he? Yeah. He hates oh, Wigan. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, of he's hundred percent got one. Yeah. But if there if there was players without one, I think it was just there's only like there's only one Frank Passy. <laughs> there was only one. I was having a conversation about Frank Passy only yesterday. Bizarrely enough, I, I honestly I think there's some really interesting sort of tactical battles on there, and I think. You look back to the the home game, the nil nil draw, and the way that Bolton set themselves up on that day, and I think that'll give you a, a bit of a clue as to how Ian Everett reckons his team can get him. I think the big one is is the left hand side, and whether or not he says to Declan John, "Go and attack them because they can be got at," or whether or not mm. he he goes a bit halfway house with with Randall Williams, um, because Mumbo who played who's played on the right hand side recently for Plymouth is great going forward, very Declan John esque. But not a good defender, in my opinion. He's he can play either side as well. They they've got Joe Edwards, uh, who 
um, has, has suffered an injury. I'm not too sure whether he's going to play. They'd rather have him there because he's one of the more experienced ones, but that will probably make him change sides. So it, it may come down to actually who plays for Plymouth rather than who Bolton wants to play to kind of counteract that side. But would you, Chris, would you rather see Deck John and say go attack him or would you rather see a Randall Williams who, and he's got his long throw, by the way, um, you mm. know, or even, even a Gethin Jones because, of course, that has been one of the, the options he's had as well. I think it. I think a lot depends on who sits behind said left-sided yeah. wing back. Um, do you, and it's something that was debated yesterday at length. Um, does Johnston come back in? Is he ready? Is he? You know? Is he going to? Given the fact that he's got a pretty clean bill of health prior to this injury, can he come back in? He's con- obviously his conditioning this season has been phenomenal in comparison to last season he's obviously supercharged this season does he just step straight back in and i think that could define a lot i think i'd be really really comfortable with johnston on that side with with declan john um i i I think there's more to come from randell williams but i don't think he it's there just yet um I would be more comfortable, most definitely, with with Deck on that side. Um, you've also got a Zaz for Plymouth on that right side of yeah. midfield as well, which obviously is part of the equation. But um, no, definitely Declan for me. I think it, I think it could be his day. Um, I think he could make a real difference, um, especially with obviously the pitch dimensions taken into account and the 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 space he'd be afforded. So um, yeah, Deck John for me. One thing I don't think we've made enough of in the build-up, and, and maybe it's something we start talking about now, is the goalkeeper at Plymouth, is that they lost their best goalkeeper not that long ago. Mm, Cooper, Cooper, yeah. Who, who's mm. one, of the, you know, one of the better goalkeepers at this level. Um, Traff definitely being one of them as well. But Callum Burton's come in, saved him in the, in the semi-final against Cheltenham. Obviously, he was the penalty hero and all that. But actually, he's not played a, a lot of games. Not the same standard keeper, you know, he's obviously playing number two for a reason. Does that give you a bit of hope that Henry maybe, maybe you test him, maybe you see what his nerves are like because he's never played in anything like this sort of game before? Yeah, never heard of him. Never heard of him. Um, <laughs> never heard of him. But, um, no, we find um, him. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I do remember their, their goalie at the, uh, the Reebok had sure. a, a great game and mm. saved, uh, was it Kachunga at the end, wasn't it? He yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 so. Uh, so yeah, any you know, any little helps, yeah. um, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I know, I, I know the other night Trafford came off and there was a bit of a scare that he was injured, and I think it's it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd rather us not not lose our first choice goalie than um, you know than them. But like yeah, it's yeah any anything you know, and, and yeah, it's it's we were talking in part one about um, you know the, the get making sure you don't start slowly and you don't mm. get overawed by it so you know it works for both teams so yeah get a few shots away early on and see what happens I, I think with, with Bolton that if Ricardo Santos is purring more often than not they're playing well and mm. you can always gauge really how how well the Bolton plan is working by how many times Santos comes out and makes yards with the ball passes positively from the back and, and he seems to set the, the tone there so I think that's the other. That's the other key battle for me. Is is that Ryan Hardy's obviously scored a fair few goals this season. 
he's a good player. I don't think he's outstanding, but I think he's a very good player. Um, I think Santos can handle him defensively, but it's whether or not he dictates things or whether or not, you know, Plymouth's kind of front three and Danny Mayer um, push Bolton back and, and make them, you know, make them nervous, make them have to play the, the kind of rushed passes, etc. from from the back three. I mean, Rico's, Rico's had a, a, an up and down season, Chris, but he, Mm. For me, Sheffield Wednesday, he was absolutely outstanding. Oh. He was as good as he's played all season. He can't be coming into it in any better form than that. No, no, agreed. I think the, the timing was perfect. It, you know, obviously going a goal down, and and you could you know, you could point a finger at Rico for a defensive dip uh, in concentration for the for the goal. Mm. Um, but from that moment on, I think that was the. I think that's been the big. You know, take away from that game that the the sort of fine margin at Hillsborough that that off the back of what we just endured the previous what four or five games probably more where you know where where will we go will we take ownership of it and we did and Rico was was massive I think he it, it wasn't only his best game in a Bolton shirt but I think he arrived as a captain on that night. And that that sets the tone really well. If he can continue that on Sunday, you know, it, it no better stage for him to, you know, do what he does, raking those diagonal balls, strolling around and strutting at the back, and then obviously imposing himself on Hardy, you know, using his physicality just to just to move him away. Um, and I, that I can see happening on Sunday. That's one positive I, I definitely can see from Sunday I, I think it I think it, it, it it's his time um and I'm looking forward to seeing that but there is always that danger that as you say they could come in and, and press really really high and it's and it's all about composure and nerves um and I think he'll handle it well Right, I promised you some Super Kevin Davis and Super Kevin Davis I shall bring you. We uh, spoke to him earlier this week about differing fortunes at Wembley as a player and why watching this weekend as a Bolton fan with his sons and his daughter will be a lot, lot easier than running about down there on the pitch and having to talk to the likes of me. One thing I will say, uh, the quality of this recording, well, I mean, it's not fantastic, which I guess isn't any great surprise considering the multi-million pound equipment I'm supplied with by the Bolton News. But enjoy anyhow. Here's Super Kev. Wembley's lovely when you win. It's not so much when you lose, is it? Let's face it. Takes a place for winning the winners and stuff. I think I've tasted samples a bit of everything there, I think, really. Um, obviously, going there in the last game with Preston was just an amazing mm. day, really. You know, first time Preston doing the playoffs. And I think the fact of me having my kids who are a bit older um, there to witness winning at Wembley, but you know, just even just going up the steps and going upstairs and getting trophies, just uh, you just want it, you almost. So desperate. I mean, I, I didn't start the game. The lads, you know, Beckford and Garner were on fire. So mm. I managed to get a cameo at the end, like four 0 or whatever it was. But I think just you, you kind of want it so badly as a player for different reasons. I think um, whether it's a promotion or it's different. A promotion more than the playoffs is different to you know a final of sorts, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Or semi these days, probably. So I think you just want it so much. You. you is as a player, a dad, whatever it may be, a captain, I think you can almost get a bit uptight about it all. But 
at the same time, you need to try and enjoy it and take it all in, you know, walking mm-hmm. out and seeing those crowds. But it's, you know, the start and the end, depending on the results, uh, it's two different, totally different emotions, I think. Mm-hmm. I certainly was the most upset I felt. I think just, you know, seeing the fans, seeing my kids after a bit of, being a bit ashamed and embarrassed. Because mm-hmm. I think we all felt when the draw came out against, you know, Stoke there. It was our chance with what happened tonight. It felt like, you know, we had a chance to get into that final and must be winning it. So I was, you know, so sure we were going to get there and then just massive kick in the nuts, wasn't it? Um, yeah, game. I still don't remember much about the game. Never watched it back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, got to make sure you go there. You know, they've had, I think Bolton had a couple of weeks to prepare for this. So a bit of time off, the right balance between time off, getting people back, the travelling and everything. How do you reckon it'll be watching as a fan? I mean, I, I'm assuming you're cheering for Bolton, Kev. I'm not having any of this Pl- Plymouth malarkey. Yeah, yeah. I know you're on the south coast now, mate, but you're not in that. You're not in that camp. Yeah, yeah. I can, um, you know, it's, it's nice to go and relax. I'm driving up with the kids, uh, meeting a few old friends there. We'll be sat together and obviously bumping into a few fans and just trying to take it all in and try and enjoy the day without the pressure mm-hmm. on, on myself. Um, like I say it would just be a nice occasion. I think it's two clubs doing well. Um, and I think, I, I remember as a young kid, just my first time at Wembley, I think I was about 10 or something, just walking up and going out and seeing it open up. And it was like, you know, again, you know, the old hairs on the arms going on the back of it. And it was just something special about it. And I think going with the kids, they still look, you know, the town and the club, still look out for them. So, yeah, my daughter gets into it. She's the fit one at the moment. She can't wait to go. She loves, she loves going to watch big games and stuff. And the boys are... You know, obviously try and enjoy it as well. I, mean, I think Luke is due to meet a few friends. I'm not sure he's going to make it now. And I think Leo's got his best mate coming down as well. So yeah, we're all we're all we're all in it as Bolton fans. Um, <laughs> nice day we can go and enjoy the occasion and hopefully watch them doing the business and lifting it at the end of it. Really. First of all, congratulations, mate. I uh, I, I assume the game plan worked perfectly the other night. Yeah, mate. Everything uh, everything went to plan, like you just said there. Uh, it was a good performance and uh, a good win for me. So yeah, really happy with it. You must be really, really pleased with the way things are working at the minute. Cause it seems like you're, you're making progress with every fight. Yeah, everything just seems to uh, to be going right at the moment. Um, all the training's going well. You know, the fights are getting better. Like I got into uh, obviously a big stage for, for that last fight, which is mm. what I want, and, and it's showing the progress as well. So um, really happy. I've got I've got. You know, a great team around there, great sponsors, great supporters, and uh, yeah, everything's uh, everything's perfect at the moment, mate. I need uh, need a bit of that good luck to to rub off on Wanderers now, <laughs> don't we? Eh? <laughs> yeah, well, fingers crossed, mate. Hope so. I, I had a good week, didn't I? So hopefully, you know, yeah. the the whites can uh, can go and do it on Sunday. Well, how how long have you been watching them then? Because obviously, yeah, uh, I'd imagine the day job gets in the way of it a little bit. We're well, certainly nearer to a fight time. Uh, I mean. Only when it's midweek, to be fair, it gets mm. in the way. I, I train throughout the week at, at night time, so on uh, on Saturdays I have it as my rest day. You see, so mm. uh, I, I can I can get to all, all the Saturday games. Um, but yeah, I've been following Bolton now since since I was four, and I'm uh, I'm 22 now. Um, <laughs> so obviously how it come about, I, I'm from Salford. Um, yeah. But me, me dad used to live in uh, in Bolton, so obviously when he was younger, he, he followed him, um, and then when 
uh, when I was born, like you say, he carried on going watching them. And so when I was four, he took me and got my first season ticket. And uh, I had a season ticket every year. And, and now I'm a, I'm a bigger Bolton fan than him, I'd say. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of times I've got to try and drag into the away games with me, so I'm not on my own. But um, yeah, it, mate, I love the club. It's a, it's a great club, like, like I just said. I've been, been following them all my life. And, uh, mm. and it's great to sort of try and link with them now in, in my career. Did you go down to Wembley last time then? Yeah, when, when we played Stoke. Don't, don't, oh. don't want to talk about that, do we? But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I went with my dad. We drove down. We stayed over that for, for a weekend, made a weekend yeah. of it. Obviously, that was my uh, that was my first Wembley trip. And, uh, it didn't go to plan, did it? No, no, not at all, mate. That's, that's a good way of putting it. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it, 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 to be fair though, I think this is this feels like more of a free hit. There's not quite as much pressure, is there? No, exactly. I think um, I think obviously going off that, that last result, this one has got to be better. It can't uh, it can't be topped really by, by that last one. So um, I mean, and, and the squad's in in good form. I'd, I'd like to think and. Yeah, everything just seems to be a, a bit better this time round. Mm. Um, so you know, I, I reckon I reckon we'll go and uh, do Plymouth on Sunday. I honestly do. So you've been home and away with Wanderers. I mean, this you get to tick off some great grounds, I suppose, in the in the last sort of couple of years. What's been what's been the best and the worst that you've been to? Um, ground or in terms of like games? Oh, gra- grounds probably. Grounds are easier to rank. <laughs> worst ground I'd probably say I think it's more than a couple of years ago but the, the worst one I'd probably say is uh, Crew oh, yeah. Crew Alexander like a garden shed that on it I think I remember us chanting as well my, my garden shed bigger than this <laughs> I remember uh, I remember thinking wow what, what is this this is a small small ground um, yeah. in terms of the best ground uh, it was my first time ever there this season was Derby yeah uh, what, you know what a ground that is just the atmosphere as well was a uh, it was an atmosphere that I'd never experienced before. Obviously, you see it on the like, like Premier League uh, on the TV, mm. and you see the, the small segregation you know between fans. And I had never experienced that. So when we went derby, it was a it was a bit of a shock. But I loved it. I thought it was meant, and it was a good ground as well, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it's it's a great place to work. I tell you that it's uh, it's a really really smart behind the scenes. Um, yeah, you know they're still kind of Premier League class really, but. Uh, it is. I have been to a few, you know, a few big grounds as well. Like I remember we, we played Anfield in, in the cup and drew mm. 0 no with them. Um, that was men. I think because I think we took about seven thousand, didn't we? Yeah, like yeah. That. that was Adam uh, Bogdan's big night. That one, it was. He ended up getting a move there. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. I think so. I think that to be fair, that's probably one of, one of my best away days. That uh, the Liverpool one with, with Accrington Stanley uh, just gone. That, that them two are probably my best away days. But Accrington's grounds, nothing, nothing to rave about. <laughs> no, not not much. No, but uh, what have you what have you made of them then? Because I mean, from from a fan's point of view, it's, you still get kind of mixed opinions from for the way that they they play, and, and you know when it when it works, it's great, but when it doesn't, it's it's not so good. And uh, sometimes you get mixed opinions among the fans as to to what the football's like. What's what's your view? Yeah. You know what? I, to, be, to be fair, I like the uh, the playing style. Mm. Like you just said, you get mixed opinions, and a lot of fans don't like it. Obviously, we we try and play out from the back, don't we? All yeah. and the, the fans just don't like it. I think a lot of them are, are very old school. You know, route one, <laughs> get, just get it up the field. Um, but I think modern day, mate, here is a change, aren't they? And um, mm. the way football is being played is changing. And I, I like watching us, you know, mm. play the ball out from the back. It is a bit risky and. 
obviously when we lose the ball it's frustrating but um, I think we play it well I think obviously I think Everett's got uh, a philosophy and mm. you know I think we've just got to sort of trust that and, uh, and and back it but you know I like, it's like you like you say it's mixed opinions and, and when it goes well it goes well so it's like you, you'll see us playing out from the back you know everyone will everyone will be shouting get it up get it up and then <laughs> we'll do a nice bit of play and everyone will be clapping and I'm thinking hang on you just you just you know you're moaning about and playing playing that sort of football but when it goes well everyone's happy and, and the buzzing but I, I prefer that football to you know just getting it at the back and, and oofing it up to the up, up, up front um, and especially with, I don't think that works especially when we've got Charles up front. No, um, I, I think it, the, the way our team's set up, it probably is best to, to keep it on the ground. You know, play out from the back, play it into the middle, and, and try and look for, for the ball over the top uh, from the middle. You know, it's still Charles can run onto it, but um, no, I, I like I like the way we play. Mm, yeah, I mean, what's your, what's your ideal day? I mean, how are you going to be uh, spending Wembley this time? Then are you going down with? Yeah, so I'm going going down with family. Uh, mm. So again, I'm going down with my dad. Um, this time, though, my, my mum's coming and, uh, and my missus is coming too. Oh, so there's, uh, there's four of us in the car. Uh, we're, we're just going to drive down for, for the day, yeah. get there nice and early, stop off somewhere, um, taking the taking the game, taking the win, <laughs> and. Uh, and then uh, just just drive back happy mate. That, that's the uh, that, that's the plan. I, I know a lot of people who are going down, so uh, you know we'll, we'll probably uh, meet up with a few people and whatnot before the game. Um, and uh, hopefully, mate, it's, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. I just, mm. just started taking my missus to um, to the game. She I took her to Wickham away with her, and yeah. I took her to Chef Wednesday. So I, after Wickham. That was the first ever away game with Bolton, and uh, obviously we lost one 0 and, and I thought to myself, oh, she's, she's a bad woman, and then took her to Chef Wednesday. And when we went one 0 down, I said, to her, I said right, I'm not bringing you back again. And obviously we, we got a good result at, uh, at Chef Wednesday, so I'm hoping now she, she's watched us twice away. We've uh, we've lost one, we've drew one, and now surely uh, we're, we're going to win one with her, with her there. So yeah, I'm confident. What's her name? Uh, Grace. Oh, great. Right, she's getting a shout out. She's it's yeah. it's, it's going to be her fault if they lose. <laughs> if, yeah, if we lose, put it all on Grace. But if, if we win, put it all on Grace as well. <laughs> <laughs> Happy days. Well, if you've listened to an I Follow feed this season, the chances are you will know the voices of my next two guests on the buff. The first is Chris Haidar, a big Bolton fan who twiddles knobs and presses buttons in the studio at Bolton FM. Chris also tackles Ian Ever every week with his questions and tickles him with his uh, unique t-shirt designs as well. Uh, secondly, we also have Derek Clark. We know Derek, Bolton FM and I follow commentator, and without question, one of the most Scottish people I know. Uh, the two top, 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 top lads uh, who both do a cracking job for the station and covering Wanderers. So, let's have a chat with them. Okay, so anybody that's listened to uh, iFollow or Bolton FM this season will recognise this voice, and anybody, in fact, that's listened to press conferences this season will recognise this voice. He has been with us from the very start of the Ian Everts era, I should say. Um, Chris from Bolton FM, you are, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, a one-of-a-kind interviewer, um, and a one-of-a-kind Bolton fan as well. Are you going down there? 
Rather unfortunately, no. I'm going to be at the station. Ah, uh, yeah. Somebody has to be. There's going to be a couple of us there in addition to our tech guy. But a fair few of the crew are going to be heading down to Wembley along with the 34,000 plus Bolton fans. And they, this is what I like about Bolton FM is they run by fans and you guys sound, sound like you're having an absolute blast uh, before games. It, you know, do, do you get involved? I know you're watching from screens and I follow that, but do, do you enjoy you know, getting involved in the game. Yeah, very much so. I, I, I mean, sometimes you, you watch it and you have to try and remember it at one stage, well, I've got to be a broadcaster because I've got to oh, try yeah. and be yeah. as neutral down the line as possible. A bit tricky considering mm. that as Bolton fans, we're also covering Bolton Wanderers as well. Mm. Try telling that to supporters of Stevenage and Scunthorpe a couple of years back who were very unhappy that we were quite biased. That's right. I mean, you look, that, that happens. And I tell you what, you listen to some of the away fans as, uh, the away fans radio uh, and I follow, and it's just, just as bad. So you're allowed to be as biased as you want, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, one thing I will say is that you've built up a good rapport with the manager this season, haven't you? And he's, he always asks about your T-shirts. He always asks how, you, how you're doing. Um, do you enjoy interviewing Ian Everett? Yeah, there have been a couple of dicey moments so in the time that's been involved, but on the whole, I've been very happy. I've, yeah. I've had the honour of having it, really. It's been, it's been a privilege, certainly not a right to have to do this kind of thing. It's been a privilege to be able to do this for myself, more importantly for Bolton FM, mm. and for the fans that listen on 96.5 Bolton FM, and indeed on iFollow BWC. It just feels like I'm doing, I've got to do this for you. And if it more more or less, I feel like I have been doing it. So, welcome to the buff, Derek Clark. It's amazing to be on my favourite podcast, Mark. It's, uh, it's great to be back on. Again, you were you were co-host. You were you were was, a, yeah. a glorious alumni. Yeah, a long, long time ago. But uh, yeah, I feel uh, yeah, I feel brilliant to be back on for a for such a big occasion on Sunday, isn't it? Everyone can't wait. So. What I wanted to ask you is because you're in the big driving seat as far as uh, as far as the game's concerned. You know, do you do the whole Clive Tilsley commentary <laughs> chart at, at one of these things? How, how much prep do you have to do for this sort of game? Uh, usually, uh, quite a fair bit. To be fair, a good uh, bit of time goes into uh, researching the opposition for games. I think similarly for Sunday, maybe a wee bit more preparation. Uh, obviously, it's quite a momentous occasion, isn't it, Wembley? And, a uh, hundred years as we heard from since uh, that, that FA Cup uh, appearance so uh, yeah a fair bit of uh, time will go into the preparation not quite to the extent of Clive Tilsley I don't mm. think that's a, that's a mental amount of uh, preparation but enough hopefully uh, to see me through have you seen the guy at Sunderland as well? The uh, his name, yes. Nick Barnes. He does yeah. he does drawings and all sorts. <laughs> my, my drawing is nowhere near as good as that. He's got colour in pens and that. to be fair I've got colour in pens but I'm not drawing uh, emblems or strips or what have you that is uh, to the nth degree um, that's that's beyond me i think right so i think if there was a pie chart going as to your your preparation <laughs> and jack dayden's preparation there would be a sliver it would be almost it, you wouldn't be able to see it to be fair the, the sliver of preparation that he does for games but you know it's uh, everybody's got their own uh, their own their own way about it but you do you enjoy it? I mean, do, you know, when you're actually up there, when the nerves, the nerves sort of settle and such, like the game gets on, there's a lot of pressure on you because there's a lot of eyes on you, I suppose. Yeah, there is. Yeah, so, um, but I, I do enjoy it. Um, I mean, the semi-final at Accrington, I know we're squeezed in there in, in, in the press area, but you, you do get a sense of you're close to the action. It's a momentous uh, occasion, and they're so close to obviously the final. Uh, in terms of 
commentating on finals. I think this may be the first time I've actually commentated on a final, to be fair. I've reported in a couple of playoff finals, but <laughs> not actual live commentary. So, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good fun, I'm sure. But we spoke to the players and they're excited about it. Same with me and you, I think, will be excited just to be working at Wembley. It's, uh, you can't say that too often, can you? So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Do you have, I mean, every, every commentator's got that kind of like magic moment in their head or you know the the Kenneth Walston home they think huh. it's all over time do you ever go into a game thinking do you know if so and so does that I'm having that said type of thing you know I, I, I can't say I do to be fair I know there's some commentators out there I'm not going really to mention any names but yeah I mean and I just can't get my head doing that to be honest yeah. uh, I, you just go with the flow and whatever comes out your mouth comes out your mouth um, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully we're, we're celebrating in a, in a boat and we're commentating on a number of number of superlative goals. But uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't put in, in any pre-ordained uh, lines that I'm going to say dur- during the game because it's it's football in the day. No, I mean it's a, it's a lottery. Who knows what's going to happen? So I mean, we've both seen the uh, the Plymouth games this season and last season, for that matter. In fact, yeah, I remember yeah. I remember last season going, game. yeah, exactly that 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 one where he's pouring down with rain. I I ended up bringing you some lunch. <laughs> All the way from the press room, dropping my own lunch on the floor in order to get you it. By the way, I just just wanted to drop that in there. I have no idea why where I was going with that, but um, it's more a prediction. I mean, they've been two close games this season. Where do you see it? I mean, it's going to be a tight one, I think. It's going to be a tight one. Though I think we're desperately unlucky not to win the game here. That that goalless draw, they had enough chances to win. The game down at their place, it's a tough venue to go, but even then, I think at the time they missed a, a number of chances and it's those moments that the manager usually says, doesn't it, you need to win both boxes if you like. I think it's going to be another tight one uh, on uh, Sunday. I can see Bolton nicking it though, I just think on that pitch, I think it'll suit Bolton. Um, Plymouth have been a bit hit and miss, I expected them to fall away a little bit after January. Um, they had a bit of transfer movement, of course, a number of players left, but they've sort of stuck there, there thereabouts but it's a cup game isn't it, a cup final so I think uh, league, uh, the league sort of uh, matters go out, go out the window for this one and I think it's going to be tight I think it may go all the way uh, even to penalties uh, and then you're just hoping that Bolton have got the, the rub of the green or the rub of the white in, in effect to, to, to win it but uh, I can see it being close, what about you? I haven't decided yet, to be honest yet. <laughs> no, I don't want to sit on the fence because it's, it's just one of them. It, they, they have been so tight and, and every time you write Plymouth off this season and every time they get an injury, you, uh, when they lost the keeper a couple of weeks back, I thought, ah, this is yeah. the one that's going to do it. And then they, suddenly the, the results have actually picked up since then. So it's really, really difficult. But I think if if they can just conquer the nerves, there's a lot of young lads that you're going to be expecting, the Connor Bradleys, Aaron Morley, James Trafford, that haven't really played there. If they can conquer the nerves, then there's next to no experience on the Plymouth side from, for Wembley. So I think if, as long as that happens, I think Bolton, like you say, have got the game that can control it and just gradually erode Plymouth. Plymouth are a little bit more up and at them. Yeah. So I think that kind of first half an hour we'll have a, we'll have a good... I mean, ultimately, what people want to know is, you know, what do you reckon the press food's going to be like? <laughs> Tell you what, if there's not pizza, Papa John's pizza, I know you're not a big fan of Papa John's, Mark, but... There has to be pizza. I've been disappointed that there's been zero pizza on this run already. So I'm expecting pizza. I'm expecting some sort of uh, uh, exquisite cuisine as a national final at the end of the day. So I'll be disappointed if we don't get winged and dined when we go down there. Domino's pizza. I am no, no fan of Papa no. John's. No <laughs> fan of Papa John's. Next season, we were saying this I before. Don't know what your with Papa John's? I, it's with Papa John himself. Right, okay. I just say uh, we, we go way back. Don't like him. 
Um, look, Papa John's look like they're going to finish their uh, the sponsorship this season. Last mm. question to you: What is your ideal? Please don't say I am Brew. Uh, ideal sponsor for next season. Tunnock's tea cakes, is that, is that acceptable? Tunnock's <laughs> tea cakes, yeah, we love that, we love that. Derek Clark, thank you very much. Right, okay, now uh, this is a special podcast. This is a special extra bonus edition podcast, so I decided to drop a special edition quiz on the two lads, Chris versus Henry. Henry, you're battling for the pride of the buff here, mate, I'm afraid. this, this uh, All the pressure is on you. What I've done is I'm going to uh, play a game of lineups, and you guys are going to take it in turns to uh, hopefully correctly identify players who played in this game, the game that I've chosen from the annals of history. Um, if you guess a player right, it goes on to the next player. If you guess a player that played on the substitutes bench or came uh, came off the bench, rather, um, or was a substitute, you have to guess again. Um, you can guess players from either team. Ooh, I will okay. tell you the game. Mm. Oh, plus it's it's Bolton versus Plymouth from the FA Cup in 2019. Oh, good right. lord! So I'll have no I'll have no cheating whatsoever. Um, but um, who's going to start? I'm going to I'm going to let you serve, Henry. You can have the the first uh, go. You get uh, two lives each. So, uh, Henry, who played in the 2019... Plymouth won it 1-0, just to let you know. Um, who's your first guess? Weirdly enough, I'm actually more confident on a few of the Plymouth players than Bolton. Know. <laughs> <laughs> we signed a few of them. Anthony Sarsavik played. He did. He was number seven. Chris, your turn. Oh, let me think. 2019. 2019, so it's peak Keith Hill. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm getting, I'm getting Johan Zuma. You are getting Johan Zuma. Yes, correct. Your turn, Henry. Will Ameson. I'm just going to check the. He's on the bench, but he didn't come on, so you lose a life. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I should get bonus points for having the. the <laughs> That's like a penalty shootout. No, I'm not having that. You've lost life there, Henry. You've disgraced yourself once again. Chris, can you go 2-1 up? I'm going to go for goalkeeper. And I'm going to go for Bolton's goalkeeper, which I think was Remy Matthews on the day. Correct. Correct. Henry, come on. Get back into this. Right, OK. I need a, I need a Bolton player. Um, God, that team. That team, man. <laughs> That's why I picked it. It's, I mean, it's just terrible. <laughs> It's a stinker. Uh, Daryl Murphy? Daryl Murphy's correct. Chris, oh, good one. Fire away. Uh, I'm going to go with Port Vale's finest. And I'm going to go with Dennis Politic. Dennis Politic came on as a sub. You're going to have to pick again. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, Mr. Backwards and Sideways. Jason Lowe. Lowe, yeah, Lowe. Lowe, Lowe. Lowe was there. Yeah, uh, Lowe was there. Go on, Henry, your turn. Um, Thibaut Verlinden. It's a great, great guess, but it's it's wrong. What? Oh, was he injured? Did he, he get injured? He's been injured. Oh. He's injured. That's, that's the last life. He's, he's gone. He's to be gone. fair, to be fair, 
I, I don't think I, I couldn't name you six Plymouth players. I couldn't name you six players from that Bolton squad because they all left. <laughs> uh, did uh, all right? We did. Uh, I, I mean, game over. But did Josh Earl play? Josh Earl came on as a sub. You would have had to have picked next. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd have then chose Tebow Belinden. So don't been get out me wrong. Him. Please don't get me wrong. Uh, it is the most forgettable Bolton team of all time. Yeah, it is. It was also one of the most forgettable t- games of all time. It was just dreadful. <laughs> Um, I will. Re- I'll list it off. Uh, Remy played in goal, as Chris mentioned. Uh, Josh Emmanuel, Kurt Zuma, uh, Kurt Zuma, no, Johan Zuma. Um, uh, Careful. Do you know what? I had Wright then. I couldn't even think who the hell it was. But uh, Jake yeah, Wright. Yeah, Jake Wright. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Adam Chickson, Zimbabwe's finest, <laughs> on the left hand side. Uh, He's doing well for Notts County, isn't he? At he the is. He's scoring all sorts of goals. I liked Adam Chickson. He was a good player. Very good player. Um, Joe Dodu. Um, oh yeah, Luke Murphy in the middle with Mr. Lateral uh, Jason Lowe <laughs> um, Sonny Graham pops oh, up in midfield wow fantastic uh, with Darren Murphy as Henry said and Chris O'Grady oh, oh he the of, Thierry Henry of Rochdale he of the thigh, <laughs> thigh calves that guy had Popeye calves like you'd never believe man and Connor Hall also came on as a sub as well yeah. I should, uh, should yeah. mention that quick run through the Plymouth team uh, Palmer Wooten, uh, Canavan, Sawyer, Grant, Sarsvik, uh, yeah. Edwards, <laughs> Mayer, McFazdeen, uh, McFazdeen, rather, or whatever his name is. Uh, is it Kiefer Moore? And uh, Grant. There we go. Yeah. Right, the, those okay. household names. Uh, where, <laughs> Plymouth have definitely uh, come a long way, that's fair to say. Wasn't it McFazdeen who scored the winner? It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember having mm. problems saying that at the time. Yes, yeah, horrible name. <laughs> right, that's all we've got time for this episode. Our special edition episode. I hope you've enjoyed the little clips and uh, the the little bit of banter towards the starter. I mean, it's a shame that Henry couldn't have uh, done more on on the the lineups game. Really, I, I feel I feel like you, you've kind of disgraced yourself a bit there, mate. Uh, I've I've done it in worse ways before, man. In fairness, yeah, that Danny Shitty show in the other week was uh, was just as bad. He's, he's in a difficult run of form. We should support him, really. We, can, we can, It's not the time for to. to well, it's, it's Chris. Chris tweeted me and said, you know, my my farm on this related to Bolton's farm in real life. So hopefully Indeed. after Sunday, I'll be uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be back to it. What Henry needs is a good week on the training ground, is, is what, what's necessary. Isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which you're going to get as well, because we're not sure. Next week's episode of The Buff, it's a little bit up in the air, because I've got a couple of days booked off. Henry's, well, I don't know if he's going to be uh, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the lash, on the mega lash, or, or what have you, um, for, for commiserations or celebrations, we don't know. But uh, I will Pints let you know. of wine. I'll be on pints of wine. Pints of wine with Big Sam, exactly. Get, get him down Wembley Way. I tell you what, if Bolton were to win, he will be having it large. There's no two ways about that. Um, so, yeah, we're going to we're gonna have to make that decision uh, next week. Keep your eye on social media and we'll let you know um, how that is going on. Chris, I'm, I have asked you for an absolute prediction. So we're going to end this podcast with your absolute prediction that people will be able to thrust back in your face at... Uh, at a later date. How do you see it going? The final score will be Bolton Wanderers 1, Plymouth Argyle 0, and the goal scorer will be Mr. Dion. Mr. Dion Charles. Indeed, King Charles. King Charles, wow. Yes, and then King Charles will ascend 
to the royal box. I mean, it's the, the intro oh, is right in itself. Oh, it's there. It? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the stage is set. Right. Okay. Well, that's that is all we've got time for. Thank you very, very much for listening to this very special edition of uh, well, Buff Two, Buff the sequel, or, or the prequel. Depends on which order you listen to the uh, podcast in, I suppose. But until. We either commiserate together or celebrate together on next week's podcast. I have been Mark. I think they're going to win 1-0, Isles. Uh, Henry, I think I said 2-0 with Kachunga scoring redemption goal again. Hewitt. And who are you going to be, Chris? I'm going to be Chris. Didn't have a clue what the score would be, but decided it would be 1-0 with Dion Charles grabbing the winner. Dawson. Come on, you white men. Let's win at Wembley. This has been The Buff. Toast, hit the bar and hit the post. Cross the ball, Kachunga is a threat. Hits the ball, back of the net. Does anybody know any decent biscuit shops around Wembley Way?